Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here is your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to my 363rd ever show of all around sports. Reach Monday at noon Eastern time. We broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened this weekend and what's ahead for the week. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at www.iirsportsoneword.com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, bizarre news items from this past week. Also, we will be joined next segment by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. Well, football season is nearly upon us with the college football season officially kicking off this Saturday. Hard to believe with Miami playing the Florida Gators in Orlando which should be awesome on Saturday night. And on the NFL preseason front, we have the week three, which is the so-called dress rehearsals, which is my highlight of the week because, the, again, dress rehearsals are finally here, which means that we're going to get a look, hopefully, at Tom Brady. Should, should be playing this Thursday night at Foxborough. They're hosting the Panthers, and again, hopefully, Cam Newton. Let's not forget that uh, Cam had those shoulder issues last year, and uh, and so everybody's anxious to see what he's up to. So, uh, right down the road for me, we'll be here in Foxborough is uh, going to be great. And basically, we're at a point here with uh, Tom Brady, even in preseason. At age 42, where we just treasure every snap uh, of the best ever quarterback. And although it's not really applicable quite yet, uh, we're looking at another season, hopefully, of sports history on a weekly basis between uh, Belichick and Brady, sync both alone and together. It just seems like every single week they're breaking new NFL records. It's been going on for a while, and I imagine it'll be even more increased this year as another year down the road. What Brady is doing is, again, sports history at the highest level. He did things last year at age 41 that basically no professional athlete has ever done at that level. He's still at the top of his game. He won the Super Bowl. Nothing more need be said. And uh, and again, we're just at a point, and have been for a few years up here in New England, and I'm a season ticket member, so I have the good fortune of uh, being at basically every game he's played <laughs> since uh, 1999. And it is just, again, uh, nothing I ever take for granted. And I'm about as excited as I can get for a preseason game 
to see him again on Thursday night. And again, you sprinkle in the Cam Newton factor and all of a sudden, at least for one quarter, I think you're looking at uh, uh, something pretty intriguing. And this also means that, you know, we have a lot of other quarterbacks we're kind of anxious to see, uh, you know, how they're looking, what they're doing. Um, You know, we have Nick Foles. Uh, and I'm going on the assumption that all the starters will at least play a quarter uh, this weekend. But, you know, we have, again, Nick Foles as, uh, playing for the Jaguars as they uh, play the Dolphins. We have Aaron Rodgers with the new coach. Uh, they're playing the Raiders. Uh, I'll get to them later. <laughs> and Antonio Brown. Uh, we have the Browns at the Buccaneers. Baker Mayfield and Jameis Winston. Uh, feels like a make or break year for Jameis and, uh, the Cardinals at the Vikings. So Kyler Murray, who did not have a good outing against the Raiders. Uh, so we'll see if he can bounce back. Uh, Texans Cowboys, Deshaun Watson. Everybody's curious. Uh, a lot of people were saying this could be, uh, his year as an MVP level type year. Uh, Bears and Colts, uh, probably not going to see Andrew Luck. I think they've already said he's not going to play before week one. Another mysterious injury for him. It's, uh, it's, uh, disconcerting to say the least. Um, but Mitchell Trubisky, uh, with the Bears, Drew Brees versus Sam Darnold as the Saints take on the Jets and, uh, and tonight, uh, to state the obvious, we get uh, our first look in a long, long time at Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, trust me when I say living up in here, up here in New England, there is a fascination with Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, Jimmy G, as we all call him, because of the way it all, uh, the way he backed up Tom Brady, and when he played, he played well. Uh, got injured up here in New England, and last year had the devastating. Uh, knee injury, so looks like we're going to see him on the field tonight uh, for the first time uh, in a long time. So that is uh, definitely something worth tuning into, see how he looks. Um, everybody up here basically likes him and roots for him, so uh, should be fun to watch. Speaking of the Raiders, as I did earlier, my load of the week is Antonio Brown acting out at Raiders camp. This time it's the helmet uh, with the feet still looming, and it was the helmet is also. He's just not. Uh, he's just not accepting that he has to wear apparently a new helmet, and but the shocking part was General Manager Mike Mayock called him out to either be all in or all out. And you have to just wonder what's going on there. Uh, if the Raiders are already feeling some buyer's remorse. Uh, Mayock's statement yesterday would lead you to believe that perhaps they are already, which is crazy. And meanwhile, Steeler fans are loving it, uh, sitting back and watching all the drama unfold and none of it's happening in Latrobe, Pennsylvania, where the Steelers train. And the other ones who must be loving it in the winners and losers category of the Antonio Brown saga would have to be uh, hard knocks. They're literally getting 
must-see TV, breaking news type stuff because of his antics. And my bizarre story of the week is Justin Thomas, who just lit it up at Medina. I think he had the lowest score ever for a FedEx Cup event, 25 under. Uh, but under the new FedEx format, he's going to be starting in the final FedEx event of the year, this starting Thursday at Eastlake, with a two-stroke lead. It's carrying over, as it were. Uh, so on Thursday morning, and when have we ever seen that before, where uh, a tournament starts and there's already uh, a leaderboard before anybody even takes a swing. So that's going to be interesting. And what is not going to be interesting, unfortunately, is there's no Tiger. He did not make the 30 golfer cut. Cut. So uh, we will not be seeing Tiger on this last weekend. And let's not forget that it was last year uh, at Eastlake when Tiger finally broke through on his comeback and won his first tournament. Uh, we'll all remember that scene for a long, long time of him walking up the 18th hole. Uh, unfortunately, there's no chance we're going to see that this year. And then, of course, Tiger really topped it off by winning the Masters this year, his only tournament win of the year thus far. Speaking of golf, NBC Sports announced that uh, additions to its new Golf Pass digital golf membership, uh, you, all you golf fans out there and beyond, I'm sure remember uh, a few months back, NBC Sports and Rory McIlroy announced a partnership for Golf Pass, as in www.golfpass.com, and uh, it looks very intriguing just uh, from the beginning. It's gotten a lot of play, and Rory's clearly all in, uh, but this week, or last week, excuse me, they announced, uh, NBC Sports did, uh, New travel benefits associated with this uh, creates a, a concierge-like services uh, for golfers. Everything from videos to plan travel to uh, you know planning and executing travel for groups. Uh, you know, it's just really tailor-made. They've partnered with some resorts that are offering, you know, travel credits and some of the best resorts in the country. Uh, they're also even offering, uh, getaways with some of the, uh, Golf Channel television personalities. So, all in all, it's very intriguing. Uh, it looks like, uh, terrific, terrific program and a great opportunity for golfers in general uh and golf travel in particular so uh yeah golfpass.com worth uh checking it out so now let's take our break and next up will be our weekly call-in expert ap stedham veteran multimedia personality who covers alabama football and many other sports as well so don't go anywhere Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? (laughs) 
Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Englehart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Are you or someone you know interested in attending college? With both college tuition and college enrollment up 60% since 2002, there is a lot of competition, and careful planning needs to be a part of the process. Tune in to Getting In, a College Coach Conversation, hosted by Elizabeth Heaton and featuring a team of college coach experts. We'll bring you the tips, techniques, and know-how to navigate the road to college and do so the smart way. Listen live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports, and I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well, joins us. And A.P., how you doing today? Hey, John. Thank you for having me on the show. Really appreciate it. Oh, our pleasure as always. And AP, the long-awaited week has arrived. Uh, Before we do another show next Monday, we will have live, real college football kicking off with a great game Saturday night in Orlando, a stadium I know well, Camping World Stadium. Uh, Miami Hurricanes playing the Florida Gators. And uh, I think that's just a great way to kick off the season. I know I'm excited. I'm guessing you are, too. Yeah, they moved that game, John, to start the 150th year of college football. So that's uh, great for those two programs to get the national spotlight. Exactly. Exactly. Both had, uh, you know, last year for them, I mean, Miami did not finish well in Florida. You know, with their expectations, anything short of, you know, SEC titles and playoffs and everything else is just, uh, you know, not what they're looking for. So both programs have a lot to prove. Uh, I spend a lot of time in Florida. I know you've been to some games at Camping World just in recent years. And uh, 
you know, the state of Florida is off the charts when it comes to football. It's just a great, uh, you know, great, just a great matchup. And I, I really think it's just a perfect way to uh, to kick the whole thing off. And you make a good point, AP. 150th anniversary of college football. Uh, interesting in that it's also the 100th anniversary of the NFL this year. So I think we're going to get to see some extra special things this year with those two uh, gigantic anniversaries. Yeah, I'm anticipating some different events, special events as well. And um, I know Florida and Miami were glad to move that game to kick off that 150th year of college football. And I think it's the smart move because they're both trying to rebuild their programs and uh, put them in the national spotlight for recruits. And and down the road, that's going to be effective, I believe. No doubt about it, AP. Uh, now, where did they move the game from? Um, it's, it was probably uh, Gainesville, I guess. I mean, I thought it was supposed to be in Gainesville, actually. Um, really? Okay. I wasn't. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I wasn't sure that um, it, it was going to be in Orlando. But I mean, I've been so busy with other things, John, trying to catch up. Uh, you know, I don't doubt it. But I, I'll. Uh, if it's in Orlando, it's in Orlando. Exactly, and Orlando yep. has tended to be uh, the place yeah. the last Can't few years. It feels stadium. like, yeah, it feels like yeah, they, they, the last few years it's been the the host of the first game of the year, if I'm not mistaken. I remember, as you would know, I think Alabama's played in one of them. Yeah, Alabama played in that game, um, Louisville, and actually at Camping World Stadium, uh, you know, they entered into this neutral site business not too long ago, John, because right. they had to redo their stadium. I mean, they, I, remember, I remember many years ago I got in touch with them about considering Alabama for a game just to check this schedule, and the gentleman told me that we can't do that at this time. We have to um, uh, revamp our stadium. So now they're in it full steam. Yeah, well, most importantly, um, it's a week early. Typically... Correct me if I'm wrong. I think it's been college football season has been starting in recent years, often in Orlando, but typically at yeah. uh, on Labor Day weekend. So obviously this Saturday That's night right, is Labor the week Day before weekend. that. So I think they've just bumped up the whole thing, and uh, you know, so it's awesome. I mean, you know, lucky us. What can you say? Um, it's what we're all looking for, and again, just a good matchup because for me, it's just simply because everybody gets so. Uh, juiced up down in Florida. You know, the crowd will be awesome. It's neutral site. It's, I won't say it's halfway. I mean, or, <laughs> Gainesville to Orlando is a lot shorter than Miami to Orlando, but Miami will be well represented. So that's for sure. And there's another game. Uh, Arizona uh, is playing at Hawaii this Saturday night at 1030. So, uh, so we've got two games, not just one. And the Miami-Florida game, by the way, is 7 p.m. Eastern time. And uh, so, yeah, it's just going to be great. Uh, it'll be a great atmosphere, no question. Yeah, that's that's an exciting thing for Arizona and Hawaii to get together. Um, you know, mm. those are teams that you don't get the chance to see on TV most of the time. I mean, if you're on the East Coast, so, this, you know, east of the Mississippi. So I know that's big for them as well. No doubt about it. Um, well, I think the first poll may have just come out, maybe the Associated Press, within like the hour, uh, or certainly at some point today, and 
No surprise to UAP. Uh, Alabama, Clemson, one and two. I, th- I do believe Clemson's number one. And, uh, yeah, it, it's shaping up to be another year of those two. Uh, those two and all the rest, really. I mean, what have they played now? Is it four years in a row in the college football playoff, I think? Yeah, yeah that sounds correct. That sure does. And every game has been pretty close except the one. And that's when right. uh, Clemson's quarterback was not as an efficient thrower as Watson and Lawrence. So Watson played two games, and Lawrence, the last one, and Kelly Bryant now who's at Missouri, which is going to be a big story for the Tigers to see what he yes. does with that offense. Uh, in playing in the SEC as opposed to the ACC, that'll be a, something to watch for a lot of people who enjoy uh, those types of stories. And his, he, of course, transferred out of Clemson when Trevor Lawrence was named the starter, and he was in the news last week because, uh, you know, Clemson did not give him a national championship ring. And uh, so that got a little bit of play, uh, probably more than it deserved. It, it didn't surprise me, quite frankly. And uh, But, you know, yeah, there, there, there's... A lot of that. And by the way, speaking of uh, transfers, it literally just flashed across the Sports Center screen moments ago that Justin Fields from Ohio State, the transfer from Georgia, uh, has been named the starting quarterback for the Buckeyes. Surprise, surprise. Right, exactly. <laughs> right. No shocker there. No shocker there. No, no shocker there, there yeah. He's going to get his chance because Ohio State, there's a lot of pressure at that school to win and win often and with big scores. So he's going to have his opportunity to to show his talents and abilities. Yes. Now, let's all keep in mind that I believe he was the number one player in the nation a couple years ago coming out of high school. He went to Georgia and ended up. Behind Jake Fromm, no surprise. He's, he's, you know, awesome, Jake Fromm is. So Justin Fields basically never got on, you know, just never got on the field. No pun intended. And, uh, right. and not, you, you not know, enough. So not you, enough. You, you can't blame him. No, he was in that game against Alabama as inserted to run that fake uh, fourth down punt. And that right. was a total disaster. Exactly, exactly. AP, you know this better than anyone. It's a new era in college football. I mean, you know, uh, I, I, it's kind of funny, AP, because I've always wondered. I, I grew up near Penn State, so I've often seen up close and personal these fabulous quarterbacks, especially coming out of Western PA, the cradle quarterbacks, as I was growing up as a kid. And, you know, they would go to Penn State, of course, or Notre Dame or Pitt, typically. And, but, you know, they would go to Penn State, AP, and these were like the toast of the town, to steal a, a phrase from those days. And uh, and they would disappear, and you'd never hear from them again. It happened to my high school's stud quarterback, and he went to Penn State, and that was that. Um, you know, the, again, it happened in Notre Dame, too. You know, yeah. so these guys who are just, again – Fabulous high school athletes known far and wide, and they go to a big school, and they literally, some of them never see the field again. And at best, they can be, you know, Tom Brady himself was, you know, fifth string 
when he was at Michigan at one point in time, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, but those days are over with this transfer rule. You know, they, they can just, they don't like the way the situation unfolds. They're moving on and it's easy to do now. Yes, absolutely. That's the, the mentality of these younger players. And I think to a certain degree, it's probably the right move for some of them, but others, a lot of times, the grass is not always greener. I agree. I agree. And now with this transfer rule, I mean, if it hasn't happened already, uh, it will happen where you're going to have basically, uh, you know, two people transferring, we'll say quarterbacks from two schools where they don't feel they're getting the right chance or the starting job, and they're going to end up, you know, head-to-head to 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 transfers shall we say and and one of them is not going to get the starting job and so we could be getting into you know i don't know what the rules are if you can transfer a second time whatever but you know it'll get a little complicated but in the end ap i you know i think it's the right thing i mean you know they these players should have a chance to move around the coaches do why can't the players i, I i'm in favor of it i really am yeah L- look at someone like Gard- gardner Minshew. Went to Washington State. He was going to come to Alabama and sit on the bench, John, just to be probably get in the coaching profession. And he, last minute, Mike Leach reached out. He went to Washington State. He brought a lot of uh, flair and uh, good things to that program, and now he's in the NFL. Right, exactly. And, yeah, an API personally know, a, a college athlete who basically was a great high school athlete. He went to a program that won a couple of national championships he didn't play uh all that much uh he was behind uh you know the people in front of him and but he walked away with two national championships and a great education so you know no regrets there i know that for an absolute fact i've asked him that direct question and uh so you know there's a lot to be said for that too yeah absolutely but uh, yeah i'm a favorite like you john of the players having some flexibility and sometime it'll work out in their favor, and other times it was the it wasn't the right decision. So you have to live and learn, and and there's no guarantees in life. But you'd like to see the players have an opportunity, and the ones who are smart about their decisions, you usually end up with better careers, of course. But you never can tell if you move to another school what's going to happen. You just don't know unless you have the courage to to make that move. And then you've got to stand by your decision. Well, exactly, exactly. Again, I don't know the rules about if you transfer once, that's it. But, you know, at the end of the day, AP, I mean, to go from like and a, uh, theoretically an all-state quarterback, no matter what state it is, and, you, you know, just, uh, you know, having, uh, again, the everything that comes with being like a high school all-state quarterback level uh and then to go and just like sit on the bench, I can't think of anything too much worse than that, especially if it's for like four <laughs> years, which is the situation right. dozens or hundreds of players, and not just quarterbacks. I know we're talking quarterbacks, but you know, any college player, it just has to be really difficult. And you see it up close and personal like no other mm-hmm. since you cover Alabama. You, you know, their third, fourth, and fifth string guys are guys who I'm assuming every single one of them at every position was, you know, first team all state. I think that's probably accurate, right? <laughs> yeah, look at somebody like running back for the New Orleans Saints, Alvin Kamara, right? He there was at go. Alabama. 
Okay. I mean, he was a bl- he was a blip on the screen. Look, look where he is now. Wow. A perfect example. Yes, he, he's like. Yeah, he, yeah, he ended up. Tra- yeah, he ended up transferring. I think went to junior college and ended up at Tennessee. And and he's a, one of the better running backs in the league. Oh yeah, he's probably the consensus number one fantasy pick this year going in. Uh, <laughs> that's how versatile and impactful he was. So yeah, it, it's fascinating to watch. But in the end, you know, I just feel that any system that allows, you know, talented athletes to get on the field is a good one, period. You're not just stuck there, let alone for potentially four years. That's just incredible. Uh, Well, AP, hard to believe we're at the end of our first segment. Uh, Here we go again, AP. You know, when we're talking college football, when it's on, uh, there's a lot to talk about. That's for sure. And uh, so... This is the time of year we love, and we're just getting started, so it's going to be a, a fun few months as always. But why don't we take our break, and we still have a lot more to get to on the other side. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Have we got a high-energy, all-access sports show for you. It's Outside the Huddle, starring Lemond Williams. Each week, join Lemond as he takes callers, discusses the week's top stories in the world of sports, and sits down with active and former players to discuss their transition from sports to business. Outside the Huddle is a great resource for players making career transitions both on and off the field. Tune in Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central, and 5 Pacific for Outside the Huddle on the Voice America Sports channel voice america presents a new kind of health awareness talk show the sharon kleina hour health environment and the power of water show host sharon kleina interviews leading scientists to discover how each of us can become proactive in protecting our personal health environment in an increasingly unhealthy world every show offers new information that could save your life the sharon kleina hour is health from an environmental perspective your ultimate source for a personal environmental lifestyle Listen Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel and Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports, and I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, 
The call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And A.P., we talked first, last segment, about uh, college football. begins on Saturday night. Uh, Florida Gators versus Miami Hurricanes in Orlando, 7 p.m. Eastern time. So here we go again. And uh, so you cover Alabama. I just wanted to check in and ask, what is the state of uh, Alabama football? They're rated, I believe, a a poll that came out today. uh, Number two in the nation, Clemson won. But, you know, frankly, one and two are interchangeable with those two teams. Absolutely, John. Yeah, Alabama, John, uh, to give you an indication of the talent level, 16, that's right, 16 players on the all-SEC list, first, second, or third team. So there's, I mean, (laughs) that's tremendous recruiting by Nick Saban and staff. So there's plenty of talent. You have to keep them from being bored. I think that's the main goal for the 12 regular season games. And, of course, there's some places where they can – be tested like Texas A and M Texas A and M on the road in mid October, but even before that they go to South Carolina. And there you know have rabid fans and yes. they have a quarterback that can beat you, Jake Bentley. So for, from Alabama actually at Opelika. So they'll be tested on the road against uh, the the uh, Gamecocks uh, September fourteenth in Columbia. Alabama opens up the season on a neutral side, Mercedes Benz Stadium against Duke University and David Cutcliffe, the quarterback whisperer. So those two schools have some history because the stadium is named Wallace Wade Stadium, and he coached at Alabama. He's the one who got the whole program going to the Rose Bowl in 1920, the 1925 team. And he had some undefeated season national championships. So he he's from Brown University, and he's a Tennessee man, you know, from the state of Tennessee. But he coached at Alabama in the 20s, and he started everything. So there's some history between the two schools. Matter of fact, Alabama and Duke have played in this century, a home-and-away series in Tuscaloosa and Durham. And so that's why they were able to get this game. Of course, David Cutcliffe, he graduated from Alabama. But, uh, no, Steve Sarkeesian is the new offensive coordinator. People are familiar with him being the former yep. USC head coach. He's a, he was the offensive coordinator at Alabama for one game in the championship against Clemson the night they lost where they, the defense couldn't hold him for the last two minutes plus. And Deshaun Watson drove him down the field to make that short throw to Hunter Renfro in the right corner of the end zone for a Clemson national championship. So he's back again with Alabama. He likes to emphasize the power running game, and he has the perfect – candidate to run the football consistently. Najee Harris was the number one player coming out of Antioch High School in California. He's six foot three, about 230 pounds, uh, good speed, powerful, can catch the ball out of the backfield. Theoretically, John, if he has a certain number of carries in the per carry uh, average, he could win the Heisman Trophy at Alabama, even though they had Tua Tungavailoa, who came in second last year. Wow. That's amazing. We know it's good to see him finally get his chance. You have been talking about him and introduced me to him since he was a senior in high school, you know, whenever he committed, which may have even been his junior year. So we've been talking about uh, Najee Harris for a few years now. And what we've seen on the field at Alabama certainly is notable. And uh, it's good to see that he Looks like he's going to get his chance at the, being the lead back. And uh, 
and all that can come with that when you're the lead back at Alabama, to say the least, especially working with Tua and that spectacular receiving core that's going to be down there in Tuscaloosa. Yeah, I can't wait to watch Najee getting the ball minimum of 15 times, hopefully 20. And then you right. spoke of the wide receivers. John, they have the triplets that are now juniors. Uh, Devontae Smith, who caught the winning pass from two of, uh, in the national championship game a few years ago against Georgia. Henry Ruggs III, who has a ba- basketball background. He scored a touchdown almost every time he touched the ball. I think the first six catches were for touchdowns as a freshman. <laughs> and then the, the unbelievable uh, Bolitnikoff award winner, Jerry Judy. Uh, right. I mean, I wouldn't want to try to tackle him uh, in the old phone booths. He's so elusive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, wow. Just hearing it that way, AP, just uh, that's like a wow. Because those are, you know, five names, you know, quarterback, running back, three receivers. It, you know, or suddenly they're, they're pretty much household names to anybody who – follows college football, uh, you know, to a reasonable degree. I mean, already going in, we know all these names. And frankly, that's a little unusual for Alabama. I mean, because they have so so much talent that, you know. But now we're talking five potential stars. I mean, the receivers are already stars. And you got to, as is Tua, now you got to feel that Najee's going to join them. Oh, I believe so. And, John, I did not mention the other two receivers, Jalen Waddell, He's an unbelievable kick return person as far, and also a wide receiver with yards after catch. He was a freshman last season. We saw his brilliance. And then there's John Mishy, who comes to Alabama, born in Taiwan, lived in Ghana, went to Canada, went to high school in Maryland, and ended up in a prep school in New Jersey. He was the MVP, Dixie Howe MVP of the A-Day spring game, hasn't even played yet. Oh, my goodness. That's incredible. Um, wow, it's going to be another fascinating year, uh, to say the least, uh, Clemson, you know, is obvious. They're, they're just, again, there's Clemson and Alabama and it just feels like all the rest, um, they're, they're just so superior. And of course, Clemson obviously is bringing back Trevor Lawrence, who had a freshman year for the ages. And now it's between, you know, him and Tua are going to be dueling it out. I mean, this is just, uh, it's it's great stuff. I mean, you know, I, everybody loves dynasties, you know, from the Yankees to the Patriots. You, you know, you you may like them, you may not like them, but you tune in. That's the important right. thing. Yes. Always tune in. Yes. Yes, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. Yeah, and John, that offense at Alabama, they're going to have a tremendous offensive line. They have some depth there. There's some movement at the center position. We're not exactly sure. Chris Owens was really designated to be the starter. He's an upperclassman, uh, and Nick Saban likes to favor the upperclassman when he can, but we may see someone like there's a transfer, Landon Dickerson, and who's a man's man. All the players are just impressed with him. He's, he's very big. I think he's 6'6 or so, 300-plus pounds. He started as a freshman at Florida State. That hasn't been done since 82 on the offensive line. I I heard. So he's a transfer. He has two years to play at Alabama. So they're going to have a huge offensive line. Tight end position, you know, Irv Smith Jr. with Minnesota caught a touchdown pass, I think it was uh, over the weekend. But uh, they have a, a gentleman, Cameron Latou. He's pretty athletic with a linebacker from Utah, about 6'5", 240. And, and so they have excellent offense. I mean, prolific. You better have 
minimum two covered corners that, uh, to play against Alabama, maybe three. I mean, I don't know how someone's going to stop all these receivers. I just don't. And the field goal kicking should be improved, John, with this freshman from Hoover High School, Will Ricard. He might be the punter, kicker, and also the kickoff duties, which is unusual, John. All three, you just don't see that in college football anymore. He has that versatility. Right. The age of specialization. Uh, that's usually taking up three roster spots, uh, even sometimes in the NFL. So, uh, again, maybe he'll be the guy to finally cure the uh, Achilles heel of Alabama in recent years. Not that it has mattered overly much, but it's still been uh, – everybody still gets a little nervous. But uh, it sounds like this guy might be the guy to uh, put that to bed. Yeah, that really hasn't cost them yet, John. No, it has They had a chance to win a, win a championship against Georgia. Uh, the game was tied. It was about a 32-yard field goal, if I recall, which to miss that field goal indoors. And field goal kickers, as I understand, they use the same amount of leg power for an extra point as they do for a 40-yard field goal. Right. And he he could have been he could have never bought a meal in the state of Alabama ever again, but he he missed, and then we have the dramatic ending with with Tua throwing the second and twenty six on the forty one yard line for a touchdown to Devontae Smith, and the rest is as they say history. No doubt about it. Uh, I mean, my only memory of anything really bad happening, you'll remember it too. Oh, about three, four years ago, LSU, Alabama, I think in Tuscaloosa, where they were, it was like number one and two in the nation. It was the game of the year. Uh, and I remember Alabama had some kicking difficulties that night. I'm sure you remember the game. Yes. Uh, but that's about yes. the, the only time I remember it really, you know, rearing its ugly head. But anyway, uh, AP, the I was right. It was the AP poll that was released today. Clemson is number one with 52 first-place votes. Alabama is number two with 10 first-place votes. That's it. There is no other team getting any first-place votes. So, <laughs> <laughs> that is all and you that, need and to know the right first there. Time, that's it, absolutely. And that's the uh, first time Clemson was ever the preseason number one in the Associated Press poll. Is that right? I mean, the, there's a lot to be said. We all know what the college football playoff poll means once you get going in the midseason. But for now, AP is basically considered the gold standard of, pre, of polls yes. and preseason polls leading up to CFP coming out with their polls for the playoff. But, uh, yeah, so just to run it down, AP, uh, uh, in order, Georgia, number three, then Oklahoma, Ohio State, LSU, Michigan, Florida, team that's playing this Saturday night, number eight. That's interesting. Uh, Notre Dame, nine, Texas, the Longhorns, Tom Herman, rounding out the top 10. So I'd say he's uh, on the verge of bringing that program back to its uh, yes. uh, former glory, given t- a number 10 preseason ranking for the Longhorns. But so, yeah, you know, no surprise there, I'm, but I'm very intrigued. Now I'm even more excited to watch Florida on Saturday night <laughs> since they're the number eight team in the country. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's something for uh, Dan Mullen to have that team in uh, the top 10 in a short amount of time. Exactly. Very impressive. No doubt about it. Um, so, yeah, the, the, that gives that game even more juice. And Miami, you know, let's not forget, you know, <laughs> they've been a player here in the last couple of years. Uh, the turnover chain, all of it. Uh, 
I think they have a new coach, if I'm not mistaken, the former. Uh, my, my, names on the tip yeah, of my Manny tongue, Diaz. Manny, Manny, Manny Diaz. Manny Diaz. And it's his first year, right? First year, that's right, trying to build that program, right. rebuild the program. Yeah, I mean, he was, I think, the defensive coordinator. He may have been the inventor of the turnover chain. Then I think he took the job at Temple uh, for, you know, literally less than a cup of coffee. Like, And yeah, then Mark minutes. Rick shocked everybody and retired. And then Manny Diaz, Miami native, I think his father was like the mayor or something of Miami, actually. And then... Um, yeah. And then, and then he got his dream job, which is head coach at Miami. So, yeah, boy, this game has a lot of juice when I put all that stuff together. Yes, yes. They received some votes in the um, Associated Press poll, but they, they didn't make the top 25 at this point. Okay, well, quality team, that's for sure. And it, it's, you yeah. know, any time these Florida schools play, it's uh, <laughs> yeah, it's special. It's blood rivalries, yeah, all of them. Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't take them lightly. I sure would not. Would not take them lightly. They players probably know each other, and exactly, so exactly. They're, they're not afraid. Let, let's say there's no fear in that game. Exactly, they all played each other in high school with each other, against each other, all of it. So they all know each other. You're exactly right. Uh, AP, we've come to the end of our second segment together. So why don't we take our final break to break and still a few things to get to on the other side. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Have you checked out Teen Wealth Radio? It's a show for teens, their parents, and educators. Hosted by Brandy England. Along with regular weekly contributors, Teen Wealth Radio will cover the topics that teens need to talk about. Plus, we discuss a book of the week and a movie of the week. And each show will offer a challenge to our teen listeners that they can share on our private Facebook group page. Be sure to tune in to Teen Wealth Radio, live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports? If so, tune in to the Mike Abadir Show. It's a unique perspective to the connections between sports and business. Host Mike Abadir has negotiated numerous deals in the NFL. Along with co-host Gino Bacola, Mike will bring his expertise, discussion, and some terrific guests to the airwaves. Listen live for the Mike Abadir Show every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are 
listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I'm your host, John Inglesby, and back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And before we get started, my pick of the week for appointment viewing is, and we've been talking about this, Florida, Miami, kick off the college football season this Saturday night in Orlando at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. And we can't wait. This is uh, this is our wheelhouse. And uh, AP, I was thinking about you, given that you cover Alabama football. Uh, a couple of Alabama backs, rookie backs, I should say, uh, made a made an impression over the weekend with uh, Damian Harris up here with the Patriots, uh, rushed for eighty yards, and then uh, Josh Jacobs for the Raiders on national TV uh, last. Last week, Thursday night, I believe it was. Uh, he looked good as well. So, uh, again, uh, pretty impressive to see these. Uh, they have a, a huge staple of running backs, Alabama, two, three, four, at any given time that they're rotating in and out. These were a couple of those guys. But well, what were your thoughts? I was thinking of you as I was uh, watching both of these players live. Yeah, Damian Harris, John, he was a steady performer at Alabama, had a couple of years, a 1,000 yards. He was a highly recruited running back coming out of Kentucky. And the funny thing about it was, you, you know, you mentioned the Patriots, Jarrett Stedham and Damian Harris, they're both from Kentucky and played on a, a football team when they were kids or against each other, believe it or not, because Jarrett Stedham and he played at Steamville High School in Texas, but they knew each other when they were 8 or 9, 10 years old. But, yeah, Damien was a good football player coming out of Kentucky, highly recruited, and had an excellent career at Alabama, catch the football, steady runner, downhill runner, can cut, uh, not the fastest player, but he has good football speed, solid teammate as well. Yes, okay. Um, Well, again, no surprise. I mean, you know, if you played running back at Alabama, it doesn't matter, matter how many carries you got, you were talented. It's really that simple. Speaking, go ahead. And then Josh Jacobs, Josh is phenomenal coming out of the backfield, catching the ball. And Josh will run run you over besides run by. Right. He'll run you over if you get in, in front of him. I'm telling you right now, you should ask one of the players from Oklahoma when he scored a <laughs> touchdown last year in that semifinal game in the Orange Bowl. I mean, that was a highlight film that he took off. He was kind of motivated because that's his home state, and he wasn't highly recruited as much as Damian Harris, of course. But when once Alabama offered him a scholarship, then everybody else tried to come in late. But he stayed with Alabama, had an outstanding career. He didn't have a lot of mileage because he was the second and third back. From but he can re- he returned to kickoff. Uh, caught the ball out of the backfield, was a good cutter between the guard and the tackle, can get on the edge. So Josh Jacobs, he was drafted higher than uh, Damien. Right, right. Fascinating backstory. Uh, grew up under difficult circumstances, if I'm remembering correctly. A- absolutely. And, yes. Homeless, all those types of things, yes. Exactly right. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, 
And, and go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was going to say, John, he doesn't take anything for granted, right? Somebody who, who was homeless doesn't take anything for granted. I don't think, I think everybody's happy to see him earning a paycheck, period, <laughs> to play football. Yeah. I think that's the best yes. news of all, given his, again, background. Um, AP, you mentioned Jared Stedham. I got to tell you, he's, he's, uh, uh, Doing pretty well up here. He's making quite an impression. New England fans are already all in as we prepare to see Tom Brady. See the team for the first time. First home preseason game this Thursday evening. Tom Brady, theoretically, it's the game three dress rehearsal. So we're hoping to see Brady, not only Brady, of course, but playing against Cam Newton uh, with a litany of question marks given his shoulder last year. And, uh, Frankly, how disabled he looked by the by the time he called it called it you know called it in for the season it was over and uh, yeah so I I'm excited for the preseason I, I you know as I said at the top of the show I now take nothing for granted I treasure every every snap that Tom Brady takes including preseason <laughs> you got to it at age 42 right. That's right. Absolutely. Uh, cherish every moment. Exactly. So my point in saying that is, you know, at best, I would think Brady would only play the first quarter. First quarter. You never know with Belichick coaching. But uh, Jared Stedham, uh, New England fans are going to get their first look at him in a game, theoretically, this Thursday. But again, AP, he is making a serious good impression up here. People are pretty excited, I got to tell you. Yeah, I like Jarrett's style of play. He's an excellent passer. He's fairly athletic, and he has a good mind for the game. If he gets the blocking, he's going to be tough to stop because he he's he's Brady like in his style, you know. But right. he he, he mentioned Jimmy Garoppolo. That's the, that's the person that when I asked Jarrett who is a similar quarterback to your style of play, and he always mentions Jimmy Garoppolo. Wow, that's interesting because I also said earlier in the show that uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is on the field tonight for a preseason game with the 49ers playing the Broncos. Uh, Let's just say I don't often DVR preseason games, but I did that one because it's going to be our first look at Jimmy G, who uh, everybody in New England watches and is frankly fascinated with, myself included. And uh, But it's his first snap since he went out with the serious knee injury last year that ended his season so yeah ap everybody's pretty intrigued given you know for a preseason game as interested as you can get and it'll be the same for cam newton on thursday night by the way yeah i mean it's it's fun to watch these preseason games for those reasons uh but uh jimmy garoppolo i think everybody's wondering what's he gonna what's he gonna do in his career absolutely he, he he earns more money than Tom Brady. That's about all you need to know. He got one. What at the time was you, you know the biggest contract, I believe, in NFL history for a quarterback or whatever, or some record was set. Now, of course, has been surpassed a few times since then, but as it always is. But everybody's intrigued by Jimmy Garoppolo, no doubt about it. Yes, yeah, he's a good-looking quarterback. I'd be happy to have him on my team. I just think he's got a lot of talent. So been untapped thus far and put him in the right situation he could win some games for you absolutely no everybody up here really wishes him the best you know he uh 
he was at minimum a good soldier. And when he played, he played really well, especially when he, uh, you know, uh, when Brady was suspended for Deflate Gate, and he he just stepped in, even you know, mm-hmm. won a couple games. But we'll all remember that opening game against, uh, I believe it was the Cardinals, down in Arizona, and uh, when when they were good, and he played great. But AP, hard to believe, we're at the end of the show. Uh, thank you as always for calling in and your expertise. And here we go again, AP. It's going to be another great season. And uh, when when next we talk, the season. College football will be underway, so uh, it's a wonderful world. Thank you very much, Don. Really enjoyed it, as always. Thanks again, AP, and as always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports, and we look forward to doing it all again next Monday at noon Eastern Time. Thanks again for tuning into All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week.